Welcome to Word First Radio, the podcast of Word First Ministries. Tune in each week and join us as we pursue God's command to make disciples of all nations. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Word First Radio, the podcast brought to you by Word First Ministries. I am your host, Jacob O'Neill, and I am joined, as always, with my friends Bailey and yep. Cameron. And today, we have a very special guest in the studio, Benta Sontorp. How are you doing today? Was that good? Was that good? Did he get it right? Will you say your name for our American <laughs> listeners so they can see what we have to go through trying to say any Norwegian words? I think actually you were very good, oh, but uh, if I should say it myself, yeah. my name is Bente Santorp. Oh, well, you heard it here first. My Norwegian <laughs> is Norwegian approved. Nice. We're going to go ahead and just jump right into it. Uh, Bailey, could you go ahead and open us with prayer, please? Yeah, of course. Um, Lord, I pray that... Uh, we would just have an opportunity today to encourage and um, bring wisdom into each other's lives. I pray that um, Bento would share with us, both uh, us here at the table and the listeners who are tuning in with us. Um, I pray that she would impart her wisdom and her knowledge on us and just that we would have an, an encouraging and good conversation. We ask in your name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Bailey. Uh, so this is something new that we're uh, doing on Word First Radio. Normally, uh, the people back in California just see our faces, uh, but now we have a new face in the studio. Um, Cam, uh, would you mind just telling the people back at home what we're doing uh, on this episode? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. So uh, it's important to us that, to give a picture of what it is that we're up to here in Norway. And some of it is difficult to explain. I remember uh, when I was pastoring at the orchard, I'd come home and I'd be just totally whipped. Mm. And Whitney would say, why are you so, what did you even do today? And if I should, <laughs> like made a list of what I had accomplished, it doesn't, doesn't look like a job at all, but it's a lot of work and it's very tiring. And I yeah. feel that way sometimes about what it is that we're up to when we're here in Norway. So when our American friends ask, what, did, what are you guys up to? The list of things that I can that I can say makes it difficult really to get a picture of what it is that we're mm. doing in Norway, and especially a picture of why it is that we're here in Norway. So we've invited Benta, who uh, we have endless, amazing, wonderful things to, to say about. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully she, well, not even hopefully, I'm certain she'll give us a better picture and help to understand, uh, help to locate not only our friends in the United States, but people who are interested in missions and what's going on in Norway in general. To help us understand what's going on in, uh, in what's sort of the the um, the challenges are in the nation and why it is that we're here and to make sense of what it is that we're doing here. So when we tell you things like, uh, well, we just got done with language school and tonight we're going to whatever. It will make sense of why it is that we're doing that. So Benta is a church planting expert. She works with the Norwegian Baptist Union and has just an infinite amount of wealth of wisdom to pour out upon us. And uh, we're just so glad and honored that you would. (laughs) I know it's a very un-Norwegian thing to hear nice things about yourself. (laughs) Nevertheless, it's all it's all very true. So. so that's, I think that's more or less what it is that we're up to today. So we're going to ask Benta some questions. We want to have lots of opportunities to ask Norwegians who are here, like, what's going on? Because we can tell you, um, we can tell you what we think, and maybe we're we're close, but we have so much to learn. Absolutely, and we're we're so thankful that we have someone like you that we can learn from. So uh, let's just start off with a real softball. Uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Go ahead, introduce yourself to the Americans back in California. Uh, who is Benta? First, I want to say thank you for having me here, mm-hmm. and that uh, for me it's quite special to sit here together with you because uh, for quite some month or I yeah. think a year and a more, year, yeah. uh, we have been talking and uh, mm-hmm. chatting about your coming to Norway. Mm-hmm. So it's so exciting that you are here yeah. and that you yeah, experience the winter together with us now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yes Finally. <laughs> yeah, we hope for more snow, you know, and we yeah. hope it will stay during Christmas also. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also I have to say that, I mean, you are learning language now and mm. my English is not, uh, yeah, so I hope you understand. Oh, what it's I'm fine. To say. Yeah. But I'm Benta. I'm starting to get old. You know, you want to also know the age or is it like that's a secret? Or if you want no. To, yeah. no, no yeah. one was asking. Uh, it's, uh, it's very impolite. You'd never yeah. ask a lady her age. Yeah, but yeah. for me, not, it's very... We're not not asking. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I would just feel tell, free. no secrets. Yeah, okay. uh, I'm 49. So yeah. soon, you know, not soon, but next year is 50. And that's weird because oh. I feel that I'm young still. But yeah, yeah you know, age is age. Yeah. And I'm thankful <laughs> for life. Yeah. 
So that's also why I mean we celebrate every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm I'm single. I live in Oslo, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not from Oslo. Mm. But still, I mean, no, I feel I'm quite. I'm not from Oslo, but I've been living in Oslo for many years, so mm-hmm. I feel like I belong here too. Yeah. But when I'm saying that I'm going home, it's to my home in Oslo, but it's also it's to my place where I grew up, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's in uh, Halden. It's a city um, just one and a half hour from Oslo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on the border to Sweden. Yeah. So nice. uh, I mean, we have been neighbor to Sweden. My, yeah, when I grew up, and there I grew up uh, on a farm. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, very with cool. my parents, and we were five siblings. Mm. So wow. I'm, uh, yeah, I have one sister who's older than me, and then I have three younger brothers. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, they are all have family now and living uh, around, but um, that was a place where I grew up. And my family, they were uh, all Christian. So I were introduced, I, I, sometimes I say like, you know, that my parents carry me into the church when I was two months and I mm-hmm. never really come out again because <laughs> I grew up nice. in that. And that was the Baptist church in the place called Tistedal, it's a part huh? of Halden. So yeah. that's mm-hmm. where my where yeah. I was grew, growing up. Yeah, very, very cool. Um, so kind of on that uh, same uh, you know, theme, you were talked about how you, know, you were raised in a Christian home and brought it to the church and never left, <laughs> of course. Um, why don't you uh, tell us a very Christianese American word back in the States is your testimony or your <laughs> yeah. story. Your, you know. So um, if you would, um, tell us how you came to you know, have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. What's, uh, yeah, what's that story of how you made that personal decision? Yes. Um, uh, my family were, were Christian, you know, so yeah. Jesus was a part of my whole upbringing. And then uh, I went into the church. Uh, we were part of the church. And, and I think like the, the place where I learned to know Jesus, I mean, I saw my parents and all the they believe, mm-hmm. but we didn't really have like a prayer and Bible reading together at home. So mm. that was more in the church where those yeah. who teach me about the Bible. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have talks at home, but never mm-hmm. like we, we were together as a family and studied the Word of God. So that was in the church. So I, I mean, I go to Sunday school and then um, children's choir and mm-hmm. then the junior, as we call, you know, when you're teenagers. Yeah. And then we start to go on camps Ah. And and I think like many of my age in the churches in Norway has been going to junior camps, mm-hmm. like teenagers camp. Yeah. So uh, many of us have been taking like the decision to follow Jesus there. And yeah. it's also what mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. was the second camp. But in a way, I, I have always sure. been following Jesus. Yeah. So it was like I have to take my own decision. And that I did at a, on that camp. Yeah. But then I, in the church, uh, quite early, I get responsibility. I, I think the first thing was like I start to play piano in a Sunday school. Yeah. And from there, nice. you know, and then it, yeah, it was a lot of, uh, we were, I mean, this is an American context, so I have yeah. to say the church was quite small. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> in a, I think in your context. Yeah. Uh, but um, what, what about for a Norwegian context? Was it, is it about medium size or? I think like a small medium. Yeah, yeah R- small roughly medium. how many people? Yeah, I think like on the Sunday service, maybe 60, 70, okay. or mm-hmm. maybe a little less also. But then yeah. then when I was like uh, 14 or 15, we started a youth group because we didn't have that in our church at that mm-hmm. time. And I think I was like, because my sister was one year older, I was not old enough. But since yeah. I was like with her, I started going <laughs> very go, early. Yeah. Nice. And, and I, I, we were like, uh, with the church also, we travel on camps. Mm-hmm. And I can remember, I think I was 14 or something like that, where I was mm. like, we had a church camp. Mm. And at that camp, uh, the Holy Spirit really filled me up. And mm. that was an amazing experience for me. Mm-hmm. So since that time, I really felt that the Holy Spirit like, um, yeah, touched my whole body. Yeah. I, I've been, I cannot say that I've been on fire the whole time. I yeah. mean, it's ups and downs, but sure. I like only mm-hmm. feel like, you know, Jesus is living in me. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's an experience. He's, he, he's always there. And mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit is here, so I can always pray um, and talk to him. He's close. Yeah, so absolutely. the closeness has been like following me my whole life. And then um, uh, I become a youth leader when I was uh, 16. I think mm-hmm. that was maybe mm-hmm. two 
too young. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But still, it was quite fun and a lot of uh, a lot of responsibilities. Mm-hmm. At that time, we were about, I think, like 60 to 80 mm-hmm. youth. And um, uh, when I think about it now, I think I should have maybe some people who were older, like, a little closer to me at that time. But mm-hmm. I survived. Yeah. And we have a lot of fun. And <laughs> God was doing amazing things among us. And a lot of those people are now in ministry and oh, out. Good. So I think like, yeah. I met Jesus, I've always been following Jesus, and I've been like trying to be in in his ministry as a child yeah. my whole life, actually, I think, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, I feel like uh, it's interesting that you say that, you know, you went to a camp and, and experienced that, that we actually have a lot of those kinds of experiences mm-hmm. in the U.S., and that's mm-hmm. actually kind of part of my story. I also yeah. made a personal decision to follow Jesus at a camp. Uh, I was like, uh, I was in like sixth grade, so yeah, like middle school. Yeah. Um, but I know that we've all, we've been involved in that, you know, yeah. with youth camps and stuff like that. So. Thank you so much for that. Um, we wanted to get into, we were talking on uh, a previous episode about some of the oddities of Norwegian culture that we just don't understand. And now that we have a real life Norwegian here with <laughs> we us, one. We, we're not going to let you leave until we talk, we talk about these we things. We got to know. Yeah, we got to so, know. Uh, before we get into the fun stuff, uh, let's talk about the fun stuff. Uh, could you explain some of the things that we wonder about Norwegian culture? Here's an example that I used. Um, Norwegians don't say bless you when we sneeze. <laughs> and so yeah. well, it's very common in the U S uh, we sneeze and people say bless you and they don't say that here. And what are, do we have any like other ideas that you guys were thinking of? Like oh, t- there's oddities? tons of things I wonder about Norway. We'll just, we'll, we'll, hit, well let's do, let's do one at a time. We don't need to stack them up on Benta. <laughs> the first question <laughs> I think is offering. why are Norwegian people so rude that they don't say God bless you after you sneeze. I think that's exactly your question. <laughs> what he said. No. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm always wondering, why are you saying yeah. that, you know? That's why exactly what I was thinking. But then I've, uh, I, I've been thinking a little about it, you know, yes. and then uh, I think actually we do. Yeah. But, really? Uh, but, but not like, I think that you always say it, but mm-hmm. very often when someone sneezes, we say prosit. Yeah. Prosit. And... Ah. The roots there are very similar to God bless you. Mm. It's like, um, yes, but it's be helpful for you or like mm. that. So it's not like God bless you. But sure. prosit, I mean, it's not a Norwegian word, so it's very yeah. weird. But it's like, yeah. I think it's uh, the root is Latin. That's uh-huh. yeah, And it's like, uh, what is be helpful for you? Or in mm. like that way, I'm not sure how I should huh. translate it. So I think in one way we do, but yeah. but not like... Every time, but very often we say. Yeah, sure. I was I was thinking about that. So that's one that we talked about that. I think on on the first episode. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things we noticed is when people sneeze, no one says God bless you. And in the United States, if somebody sneezes in a room and nobody says bless you, it's very tense. Mm-hmm. Like someone's <laughs> waiting for it, and then if yeah. nobody says it, if, it, it's like you think everyone's mad at you. And yeah, you're like whoa. Like, no, you know everyone's mad at it's you. It's like if one of your t- shoes is tied way too tight. It's just it's it's a little bit uncomfortable. And so we're thinking about that after we recorded the last episode. I was thinking about it. I was like, what? what why the heck do we say that? Like, why does it create that kind of tension? And that, that actually, I think, is a really excellent example of a, a minor cultural difference that has sort of a big feeling behind yeah. it. So here, what we are at home in the United States, where we grew up, what we expect is somebody sneezes and somebody else says, bless you, God bless you, something like that. Um, and here, we don't get that. And so the, the automatic reaction is that's kind of rude like i'm expecting mm-hmm. and that's in the united states it would be rude to not respond when somebody sneezes but then you think about it go, why the, why do we do that yeah. like what mm-hmm. and you learn as a kid i don't even know if this is true but it's something there was a superstition at some point and people thought if you sneeze you were possessed by a spirit so they're blessing a spirit out yeah. of you or yeah. something like that I, who yeah. knows yeah <laughs> so we say it because we're in the dumb, bible but, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. so but nobody knows that nobody knows no. what the actual story yeah. is and when you hear the actual story you go that's a little weird yeah. But nevertheless, that's a cultural thing. And, and so I asked a friend of mine who's a pastor in the West, uh, asked him how you say bless you. And he's kind of said, well, why, why would you like bless you after someone yeah. sneezes? Like, that's very strange. And that made me realize that was, that was a, um, it was like a cultural disconnect. Mm-hmm. There's no, it's, it's, a, I don't know. I'm saying it really badly, but it's just as strange to me as I, if I back up, it's just as strange to me that Norwegians don't say God bless you as it is that Americans do mm-hmm. because I guess, I guess actually, actually what the Norwegians are doing maybe makes more sense. But I told my same friend, uh, we were, we were walking near Stavanger and, uh, talking about some of the differences between the United States. He had, he and his family had visited Los Angeles 
And he said he really appreciated that in the United States, everyone waves or smiles or says hi. And so I asked him, I said, if I wave at a Norwegian person who drives by, like, what, what are you guys thinking? He goes, I think it'd be something like, why does that guy think he knows me? Yeah, yeah. I said, really? He goes, yeah, you would only do that with somebody that you know. And if they don't know you, that'd be confusing. And then as we were walking together, he goes, you really you really want to say hello to all of these people? <laughs> I said, yeah. He, you want to say hello? I said, well, in the United States, in California in particular, we don't necessarily say hello, but we'll give a nod or a smile. We acknowledge each other as we pass mm-hmm. each other on the mm-hmm. street. And uh, he just couldn't, he just could not believe that. Couldn't believe that. Um, he's like, this just must be so exhausting. Ah, you know, not really. I'm not, I'm not that outgoing, but, uh, but I bring a little so bit of that here. Energy. Well, I'll ask you. So when I, uh, I'm, so what I want to do is be, American enough that I can get away with it, not try and make myself into a Norwegian because that seems like a silly thing to do, um, but also not make people think I'm too weird. I'd like to be weird in a way that uh, that is nice and kind and lovely or something like that. So you want to have your cake and eat it too. Something is like what that. I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to be an American, but you guys be okay with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the advantages I think we have is that we can um, we can kind of clobber some of the Norwegian social expectations because you guys know that we're. Americans, uh, people, uh, they don't ask me all the time, but they figure it out pretty quick. Oh, you're American. Um, <laughs> but like what we'll do is when we cross the street in Norway, pedestrians always have the right of way. So when you're standing at a street, the cars will stop and then you walk. So I don't wave at random strangers, but when a car stops for me or stops for me and the girls, I'll always make eye contact and smile or give a little wave. And that at least there's a reason for that to happen. Is that what's your, what's your opinion on me doing that? Is that super weird or would you see that as a nice thing that somebody did? Uh, I think that will be a nice thing, you know. Yeah. And and um, I mean, very many say that we as Norwegians are very, um, yeah, calm and like mm. uh, quiet and not very nice. And sometimes mm. people who are staying here, like you know, they say mm. that they understand it when it becomes dark, cold. You know, it's like okay, we just rush to our homes and we yeah. like we don't want to stay mm. outside. But I, I think like. We, we we also should learn. I mean, everyone could change a little, and mm. I think to be more open, to be uh, more social. Mm-hmm. I think that if some people are that around me or around others, mm-hmm. it helps us, you know, to yeah. like, get to know each other. So I think that the Norwegian culture can also, like, change a little. Yeah. And, and it's a change over the time because, I mean, mm-hmm. like the last 30 years, we have got a lot of refugees and mm-hmm. like coming into a country yeah. who come from different but I think that yeah. we need to learn to behave and and, <laughs> and and I mean when you are out walking in the forest mm-hmm. you can see that people say hello to you oh. and I think also yeah. like when you uh, last um, time when we had like lockdown and also because of mm-hmm. COVID we try we, we start to be more nice to each other like mm. hi how are you doing at the stores and all and that's yeah. new to us you know because oh, yeah. we never talk to people like that so mm. and, and I find out people saying are you a Norwegian or because I uh, for me, it's like I'm interesting to get to know people, and then mm-hmm, you like yeah. it's more. But I mean, for people who are coming from uh, yeah some countries in Africa or something, you know, they come into our buses and people are quiet. Yeah. You don't sit beside each other. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it feels so weird. And I mean, it's so weird that we are sitting yeah. together so close, but we don't talk. Yeah. So yeah. I think that you should be. I think you should be yourself. Yeah. yeah. And help us to be more <laughs> social and talk. Yeah. I mean, uh, we are it, we are people who are living on this earth together. Why yeah. should we enjoy mm-hmm. it to be together? It's funny. It's, it's funny you uh, bring up that example. F- flying over here, um, when we got on the plane from uh, Copenhagen yeah. uh, to land in Oslo, uh, a Norwegian woman sat next to me, and I was just trying to be polite and trying to be nice. I'm like, oh, hey, you coming home to Oslo? And she's like, Yeah. And said nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. And I'm like, that's, no, no, it's fine. But I was just like thinking in my head. I'm like, okay. I was trying to. I was just trying to be nice and yeah. make this experience less yeah. awkward. Of we're sitting on a plane together. Yeah, because um, you do. That's. I mean, that's yeah. what we're used well, to yeah. doing. And I've, I've heard that too. I've heard another friend of mine said it's it's confusing as a Norwegian that Americans say, "Hey, how you doing? How's it going?" What's up? But you're not really asking that, and you don't. You do not want an answer to that question, which is yeah. true. That's something we do. When I say hey, when I say hey, how's it going? I'm saying something like hello, and we're acknowledging yeah, one exactly. another's existence, or maybe even indicating that I I care that you're doing well. But I'm really not asking you to tell yeah. me how your day is. And I think that's a little confusing for us because mm-hmm. we're like, why are you asking when you don't want an answer? Yeah, because we mm-hmm. feel that you don't want an answer. So yeah. like, oh. Why are you asking though? You yeah, know? <laughs> and we don't. And for, and from my perspective, it's a very polite thing to do. You you would never 
not ask somebody how they're doing or how's it going. You, in fact, it's weird just to say hello to somebody. Yeah. Hello mm-hmm. is really cold and yeah, it feels empty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I also don't want to know how you're doing. I mean, I do kind of, I don't want to hear your story, <laughs> but I want you to know that I care yeah. that you're yeah. doing well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I think that's just very interesting. Like those, those everyday like phrases that like my American ears, like don't question at all. And especially like my Californian ears, one of the ones that someone pointed out to me, it was like on a meme on Facebook or whatever, but Californians say, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, we do. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've said that like my whole life and I yeah. was like, Oh yeah, this kind of weird. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. for sure. Affirmative, like, negative, maybe. Yeah. It's, <laughs> So that's kind of one of those like strange things. Um, So kind of on that, you know, in that same realm uh, of, uh, well, actually, I apologize. I have to backpedal one thing. I have to talk about one thing. I have to get this out. Uh, We have to talk about the Norwegian reach and talk about how it's a real thing. So uh, can you explain this to us? Um, One of the things that uh, like we were briefed on the first time we visited Norway was that when you're eating dinner with Norwegians, there's this thing called the Norwegian reach, right? Where they reach. (laughs) I was thinking, what is he talking about? I'm glad you explained it for me. So if the salt's in front of Cam, it's perfectly acceptable for me to just reach over Bailey's food. No, no, but not not in the United States. So what we're used to is if, uh, if there's something that's in front of me and Jacob would like for it to be in front of him, he'll ask me to pass it. He would never reach his arm out. That scene is very rude. Yes. And I don't, I don't know exactly why. Maybe you're sort of, it's, you're being dominant over the table or you're not looking out for other people's stuff. That's not, does not seem to be the way that we do things here. So, <laughs> but that's the way you do things here. Yeah. It's perfectly ac- acceptable for me to just grab the salt. What, what kind of isn't because I told what? Uh, what's I, the deal with that? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Well, so I told an American <laughs> so that one time, and he said that that's not true. Norwegians don't do that, <laughs> and he had never been to Norway in his life. And I was like, okay, all right, fine. Yeah. So yeah. you know, for me, it's like hard to say that that's a really Norwegian thing. But mm-hmm. I think like when you like now had seen it, then mm-hmm. you get it like confirm every time because yeah. it happened. But for me, I I don't see it, you know, because I'm mm-hmm. quite used to it. So I think mm-hmm. it's something I do. Yeah. It's like yeah. That's I think like I don't have an answer for that. I just have to reflect. I think that uh, sure. that uh, the families are different. Yeah. Some some families would say, "Please, can you pass it on to me?" Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes I think like we manage ourselves, so yeah. we just take it. Mm-hmm. Like we are doing this together, so mm-hmm. it's like so. I'm not. I'm not yeah. sure why we are yeah. doing it, but I'm sorry that's, if it's hard. No, for no, 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 no. So I'm not. I'm that's not so totally unfair. I'm not certain I've got it right. But the yeah. thing, the thing you said about being sort of self reliant yeah. and not bothering yeah. anybody else. Yeah. Like I'm not going to bother Jacob with the salt. Yeah, I can manage, I manage on my myself. Own. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's so that's like, how it seems. Yeah. That's how it seems to me. Yeah. So it's never it's never been rude or never seemed rude. But that's just not that's not something we do. That is that's very rude in the United States. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think funny. Well, that's that's great. That answer is totally fair because that really just confirms firms like one of the things we've been talking about was like these are the things that in our own context like we don't even think about we don't even question because it's just so normal to us it's just so regular so kind of on that same theme uh knowing that uh norwegians uh you guys look very similar (laughs) to uh you know, two thirds of us, uh, <laughs> and uh, but you are different in a lot of ways. They're very different kinds of people. So, what advice would you give us to make Norwegian friends? Because um, we're lonely. So. Oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> How can we make Norwegian friends? Yeah, I think like I think that Norwegians are also very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I speak about Norwegians as general, yeah. um, I think that you should have. A, um, contact with them and mm-hmm. you should do things together with uh, one and one person or a couple or like spending time with mm-hmm. because I think Norwegians need time yeah. um, and I think like um, I mean it's the same now when I say that Americans look like uh, yeah. I mean it's not like I say that you are doing this but I think in yeah. uh, when you say uh, Cameron that like people like you are so Americans or mm-hmm. like yeah um, I think that for us some of us uh, it's like when we meet people from US or yeah, other countries, mm-hmm. um, it, it seems like they are, how should I say it, like in one way a little superficial. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think like, that's true. I yeah, think we would like say that's, superficial, yeah. like they can say, oh, I know, I have a good friend. I think like, how good is that friend? Yeah, you sure. know, it's like, and 
please come down. I haven't been so helpful to you. Like, because I think that we need more time to get mm-hmm. in touch with each other and come deeper in yeah. bef- before we make that friendship. And, and especially... Uh, for me, it's quite easy to invite people into my home. But mm-hmm. for other people, other Norwegians, mm-hmm. they don't invite people if they don't know them yeah. very well. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, I think so sometimes I invite the people because I get, want to get to know people. Mm-hmm. But some people, they want to know people before they invite. Yeah. That sounds very weird when I'm saying it, <laughs> but, but people... Uh, want to be safe and since they are some Norwegians are not so uh, outspoken it's like they are a little shy yeah mm-hmm. uh, so so uh, I think if you want friends uh, and I think you have Please. friends yeah. but it's like special because yes. you, uh, your class is like mm-hmm. I think you meet people from many different nationalities oh, yeah, all yeah. Different yeah. Countries, so you don't yeah. like really get Norwegians mm-hmm. uh, like you know um, if you move to a small city or like um, the countryside it will be different and I mean for me as I've been living in Oslo for so many years now so it, mm-hmm. I think it will be hard to move to places where it's very small and yeah few people and like more family oriented yeah. yeah. uh, friendship but um, I think to spend time mm. uh, uh in Oslo, go to cafes, um, do things together, and after a while, you will see this is friends. Yeah. Like, and also invite them to your home because yeah. people will come to your home. Mm. They are, yeah. I think, they, yeah. So spend time. Time, I think, is the key. Yeah, thank you for that. When I think about you know that everything you just said and like reflect on like my own experiences talking to Norwegians here, talking to Americans back, I, I feel like in America Bailey's done this a thousand times. Uh, like talk, like he'll talk to the guy at like the Chipotle counter and mm-hmm. find out his first name and say, "Hey, we got a you know a young adults group on Tuesday nights. So you want to come you know have a Bible study with us?" And it's totally normal to like just invite someone like on the street to like a youth group or something like that. But when I think about like uh, some of my conversations with Norwegians here, some of the most meaningful ones were the ones where I spent like, uh, like a decent chunk of time, like just getting to know them first or like hanging out with them. Like the fir- one of the first guys I ever talked to doing the uh, skeptics week survey in Bergen when we did that trip, I spent like 45 minutes playing chess with him mm-hmm. and like doing like puzzles with him. Mm-hmm. And we were just hanging out. We were just two yeah. guys hanging out. And that conversation was so memorable, so meaningful. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. I can just... Yeah, because I think people, they would like to know that you care, that yeah. you really care. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's time, the keyword to mm-hmm. show that, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think as I, as I reflect, I could be wrong about this, but I think I'm right. I think mm-hmm. that what we do is we're... Uh, we demonstrate value for one another. Like we demonstrate the same value different ways. So sure. uh, what I'm what I'm doing is honoring you mm-hmm. by not reaching over the table to get something. Mm-hmm. I'm, honor- I'm honoring your place at the table and your sort of your sort of space. Whereas maybe what um, somebody from a Norwegian household is doing is honoring me by not asking me to be burdened by passing something across the mm-hmm. table when, when I can just do it myself. And so uh, what's interesting to me is I so think about the differences uh, and learn to love the differences is I really think we're trying to express the uh, a sim- similar ideas and similar sense of honor to one another. Mm-hmm. We just do it. We just do it differently. And I think, uh, Bent, I think you're exactly right. I think Americans, our initial contact is very superficial uh, I'm not. I'm not criticizing that at all. I think that we uh, we have a really low sort of first barrier mm-hmm. to relationship. Mm-hmm. E- like everybody's everybody's in the club, unless there's mm-hmm. a reason not to be. Um, uh, and that that looks like friendliness, um, but we don't have as many sort of deep relationships. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't. I don't know how much more I really want to say about that. But I think it's it's reflecting. We have our. We have the same sort of need to be understood and understand other people and have deep, meaningful relationships. And I think maybe at the, uh, at the heart of it, Americans and Norwegians probably have the same number of close friends. Um, we just, we sort of let them all, in, let everyone into the garden, but not in the front door. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, something like that. It's very interesting to hear and reflect yeah. together. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, it's very helpful. Um, yeah, it, uh, that value of we're all trying to you know honor kind of the same sentiment mm-hmm. like of mm-hmm. honor. We don't. Nobody ever wants to. Well, 
except for sociopaths, but no one wants to disrespect other <laughs> <Whoa>. people. <laughs> like people generally want to do do well by other people and you respect other people. Mm-hmm. So I think that sentiment of like we're yeah. trying to honor the same value, but mm-hmm. it, it expresses itself in different ways. Yeah. I think is very helpful and it's fun. It's fun to think about. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that we like to talk about a lot that Word First Ministries talks about a lot is you know why we came to Norway. Yeah, um, it's something that I it's hard for me to find a better term than the spiritual state of Norway. And the people back in California have heard it from American mouths ad nauseum. They've heard it so many times from us. And it's easy for me to like read statistics about, you know, like, Hey, this percentage of Norwegians don't believe in God, or this percentage of Norwegians are, you know, Buddhist or Muslim or all these different statistics. It's easy for me just to read a chart, but you are a Norwegian who's been here experiencing it Mm -hmm. and, you know, has has lived in this culture, uh, obviously as a Norwegian. So uh, we would like to hear it, you know, from your perspective. Um, The exact question we have is about a generation ago, Norway uh, was known for sending out uh, a bunch of missionaries into the world, um, but that has changed nowadays. Most Norwegians, um, you know, don't even believe in God. So, uh, why would you say that that is? Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. I will say that they don't believe in God mm-hmm. uh, because I think that it's among a lot of Norwegians, it's some kind of kind of belief. Mm, okay. But but then but yeah. then it's like. Um, um, is a picture of God? Uh, who 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 is God? They are. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. are they think yeah. about God? And and then I mean, when they meet us, then like, where is Jesus in this picture? Yeah. Sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, so I think like I mean the the process you have have um, uh, make a picture of here has been like you know my my life. I mean it's mm-hmm. uh, I'm soon fifty, so I think th- yeah. th- th- um, during my lifetime this has happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, because. Um, uh, a lot of Norwegians were Christian. I mean, we have we had a state church mm-hmm. where all people, almost all, uh, were members. You know, yeah. because the country was di- divided into to uh, the different uh, state churches. It was mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. when you were born, you were part of that state church. Right, where, sure. yeah. mm-hmm. And and as a Baptist, <laughs> yeah. we have been fighting against that. You know, because right. we believe yeah. that the church should not be. Uh, yeah. Uh, the state church it should mm-hmm. be a free church so i mean we are glad now that we don't have it um and and i th- still i mean a lot of people are member of the state church but they are not very active members yeah. <laughs> uh, but many people uh, still baptized their children in mm-hmm. the lutheran church who was mm-hmm. the state church because it's just how we do it right. it's part yeah. of our family traditions you know so I mean, it's many theories about what's had happened, but I think, like, I mean, the last fifty years in Norway, and I mean, maybe you should say the last seventy or eighty, mm. has been. I mean, it's been a huge transition for a country because the Norwegians were a very poor country. Mm. Um, mm. I mean, it was one of the poorest country in the Second World War, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we have to rebuild the country and and all the things. So the the uh, my grandfathers, I mean, all they, they have built this country, and yeah. I think they built it out of their belief, <laughs> because yeah. many of them are Christians, you know, and and they stand together and, and want to build this country, and they were... I mean, they use their money very well yeah. and build up a social system who should be there for everyone. You know, we mm-hmm. want to help each other. Uh, the Labour Party was part of that, yeah. you know, and re- re- uh, really rebuilt the country. And I mean, we are so blessed. Mm-hmm. And I don't really like to use the word blessed either because I think like, I mean... It can feel like other people are not blessed, but yeah, I mean, sure. if I hope you understand me right. Yeah, then, yeah I mean, of course. Uh, I mean, nothing. Uh, the country now is not perfect, but the, I think that we should be thankful yeah. for the country we have now, the mm. social system we have, and all these things. Yeah. It can always be better, but mm-hmm. still, I mean, um, it's a good country who take care of us, and like, I mean, we also trust the con- mm-hmm. the the. the people who are in the authorities yeah. and in a way we have seen that through this pandemic and and um, yeah so i th- but but what has 
been now then. I mean, we, uh, it's a lot of we have been rich, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, not all, but yeah. the majority, sure. and earn a lot of money. And I think the, um, when we see that we get to own more, mm-hmm. I think that's a been our god <laughs> yeah. in a way. Mm-hmm. Like the materialism, you call it that materialism. Yeah, yeah, materialism. yeah. 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 Uh, So, so I think that uh, we have been too occupied with the things yeah. we have mm-hmm. because now you should have your own house, you should have. Cars, you should have cabin in the mountains, and maybe yeah. also at the sea, you know. And and we we have, and mm-hmm. we use our money, and we can travel all over the world. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we have changed focus, and we have we have start to worship the things, and not the mm-hmm. creator yeah. of all the things. Isn't that and, interesting? Yeah. That that's that's exactly the impulse of mm-hmm. every false religion in history. Mm-hmm. The impulse is we mm-hmm. see the sun and we worship the sun yeah. and not the maker of yeah, the sun. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's so yeah. sad. Uh, but still, I believe that, I mean, I believe that God is our father. Yeah. All people around the world are my brothers and sisters because mm-hmm. we are created in God's image. Mm-hmm. It's God who is our father. So I, I believe, and I mean, that's why I also do church, you know, because right. mm-hmm. we want to say, welcome home. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the deep, uh, when we say that you are maybe... Superficials in a mm-hmm. one way. We also are. Uh, is that you know the yeah. Norwegians because we we just take what we need. But under the deep, mm-hmm. it's a longing. It's a longing to belong, mm. to care. And I think that. And I mean, we have a lot of under. Um, yeah, the inner body of people, or what you will call it, is like. We have a lot of depressions yeah. and people who are lonely in the city, Oslo, mm-hmm. the capital. Uh, uh, the loneliness yeah. are so, it's so many who struggle with it and with people who have a, um, uh, anxious, no, what do you call it? Yeah, anxiety. Yeah. Anxiety. Yeah, anxiety. 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 Sorry, my English. No, yeah. no, you're fine. And, and, and so I think that the gospel is so mm. good news mm-hmm. into this. So we should just be bold and say that, yeah. you know, mm. what you are longing for, searching for, maybe they don't have words for it themselves. Sure. But I think to live of that, you know, and that's also, no, it could be easy for me now to, in this situation, like complain and all these things, it's hard, mm. you know, with the COVID and all these things. But I yeah. mean, I believe that God is... Uh, it's still there, yeah. <laughs> and he he take care yeah. of us. Yeah, yeah. He see us in this situation also, and I think that's good use for people who feel hopeless, who are afraid, who feel yeah. Yeah, is it okay if I ask you kind of a big question? Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad you I'm said not, yes. Yeah, because, <laughs> because I mean I'm not no, sure I can okay. answer. But <laughs> you can. You're the expert at this. So the 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 path that you have taken so uh, to interact with the world that needs to know Jesus is you're passionate about church planting. Mm -hmm. And so you have a recent church plant. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. The first one is, why is it that you're convinced that church planting is an important thing to be doing in Norway? Why is that, why is that the good strategy? And then just tell us a little bit about, I'm not even going to say the name. I mean, I'll let you tell us the whole story of the, Mm -hmm. the church that you've recently planted and, uh, and you can say anything that you'd like to like to about it, but I'd like to hear a little bit about that story if that's okay. So why church planting? And then tell us about, about your most recent uh, church planting work. Mm-hmm. Why church planting? I think like, as you say, Jacob, like, you know, that Norway has been sending a lot of missionaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you are now, you know? <laughs> and, and I mean, you know that you have been working hard to get yeah. here. Yeah. And I mean, can you imagine Norwegians back in the 1950 or 60 or to get to the other side of the world. Yeah. Wow. It was a huge step. Mm-hmm. You cannot be mm-hmm. on the internet. You cannot have a contact. You might, you have the flight ticket, but you you never knew if you were coming back right. to see your mm-hmm. family again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have paid such a huge price. Mm-hmm. And I mean, people wow. who are in Norway know from Ethiopia, for example, mm-hmm. can tell, you know, uh, how their family uh, met Jesus because of Norwegian missionaries yeah, and wow. missionaries other places. But I mean, yeah, that's amazing. And I mean, we have been—they have been paying such a huge price. Yeah. But what happened when all the refugees and and other people come to Norway? It seems like we forgot hmm. our our mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, no, we can be missionary to the whole world, as Matthew challenged us. You yeah. know, in uh, like go out and mm-hmm. speak the mm-hmm. gospel to all. We can do that. I can do it in my neighborhood. I have almost in a picture, if mm-hmm. you understand, the whole world yeah. is just around me. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't have to, I don't need a ticket. I don't need to use money on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are here. Yeah. And I mean, I'm glad that they are here because I think that since we are blessed in Norway, have a good country, we should care for people and the mm-hmm. world also. I don't saying that the war and all the things happen is good, but when sure. it's happened, sure. we should help each other in different ways. Yeah. But when yeah, they're absolutely. here... I mean, what we should do is to tell them the best news we have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. we have Jesus, mm-hmm. you understand? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. But it's like the church has been sleeping a little, like yeah. they are here and maybe we should be afraid of it and or like well, how should we manage this society? Mm-hmm. I mean, tell them about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to clap yeah. right now. <laughs> oh, my so gosh. I think that that's like the, my passion is like the whole, um, the world need to know about Jesus. And, Absolutely. And also Easter where I, I, I feel God has put on my heart. In the if you see, if you go to, down to the city and see the city, you see that the mosques are very central in mm-hmm. in the picture. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are very huge in the Norwegian yeah. context, and and go there on a Friday evening. I mean, yeah. it's yep. so full of a man who is going to the mosque, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I mean. That should be the church. Yeah. That yeah. should yeah. be the line should be to the church. Oh, yeah. So that's yes, it I should. Mean, and that's, and that's, all like, that's so sad, you know, when I know that our church is still so small because I really need it. So we are waiting and longing to see that yeah. God is doing something new in our country mm. because we have quite a good number of Christians and and people like you coming in, and we just need to help each other to because people need Jesus. Mm. I, yeah, that was a huge. That. And no, I had to remember your question. The why question church? About, yeah, so yeah, why church planting? And yeah. tell us about the one you planted. Yeah, uh, why church plant? I think it's more reason that you know, for many many years. First, I was a pastor, mm-hmm. youth pastor, and then for like uh, seventeen years, I just stopped this year. Actually, mm. I've been working in school system, yeah, and I yeah. I really didn't know what, what how that's happened <laughs> 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 because that was not my plan yeah. because I want to work in church but then when I was like asked to come to the Baptist seminary and mm-hmm. help them to develop the school yeah. uh, it was like um, still it was not a plan if it felt right mm-hmm. and I think like through the school because then the Baptist school was and after some years we we started the school again together like restarted the school mm-hmm. together with the Pentecostals mm-hmm. in Norway so that's actually the school you are yeah. going to yeah, yeah. HLT uh, HLT yeah. yes represent uh, and, and that uh, I think that through that school I had get to know many good Christians and mm-hmm. I have been able to be part of a lot of young people's life so yeah. in a pastor uh, perspective it seems like the meaning but mm-hmm. after some years at the school and you know working with with um yeah develop a school and mm-hmm. all these things it was like oh i need do really do i really still believe that the gospel are good news to that world because mm-hmm. i felt like i was among christian and yeah. you get to mm-hmm. use it and the terms and everything was like the world was christian for me mm-hmm. and since mm-hmm. i'm a single person living in oslo i'm not really very well um, into the society because I think that that's helped when you have kids mm-hmm. and you have to interact with other parents and, yeah, all yeah. Mm-hmm. and I mean I could also change, choose different to be mm-hmm. poor, part of some sports club or something but uh, actually that's the sports club was the way into more people who don't have a faith to me Oh wow. but, but then it was like I need to see uh, if um, it's the church is still I mean I was part of a church but mm-hmm. sometimes when you have been part of a traditional Baptist church who was then it's like yeah we are church and we go to church but it's like on Sunday it was not like have I it was a, it was never in my mind have I invited my friends no mm-hmm. my unbelievers friends it was like mm. I, take me take me right but it was yes, like I'm course. glad they are not here yeah <laughs> because yeah. sometimes you know so for me it was and, and then I was uh, by the Baptist Union through the Baptist Union I was part of a group who was working with um, uh, church planting in Norway mm-hmm. and that's I think the dream started about me maybe trying to see something new yeah and in the Baptist Union in Norway we are a small union mm-hmm. but we have a lot of actually in Oslo it's I think it's 14 or 15 small Baptist churches. Wow. Uh, and that's good. Um, uh, be- but I have a but, and the but can be <laughs> sometimes, some days it's little, sometimes big. Because I'm, I mean, I'm so thankful for all of them. Uh, but it's like we have uh, Ethiopian church, Vietnamese mm-hmm. church, Chin church, Korean church, Tamil mm-hmm. church, you, the name. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and that's a blessing because mm-hmm. that make us uh, multicultural. Mm-hmm. But the church are not multicultural. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that when I read the read 
the gospel and also the literature of Paul, mm-hmm. uh, the New Testament. When he described the church yeah. as a new family, mm-hmm. uh, where every, uh, I mean, that we are together is mm-hmm. not a huge or gentle uh, slave or free. It's like the borders are down yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. we are there together as Christians. Uh, um, we are God's children. Mm-hmm. And I think we should be, I mean, it's a reason that we have different ethnic groups. And yeah. I, I like, but I think we'd be proud of that. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like, you know, it's a, huge testimony about our new family when yeah. we are together yeah. from different nationalities and mm-hmm. worship mm-hmm. God together. Mm-hmm. So that was like, okay, in the Baptist Union, we have the different uh, ethnic group, the migrant churches, but my dream is to like to try to have a church where we are together. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think, I mean, as Norwegians, mm-hmm. when we moved to your country, yeah. <laughs> so like, we started Norwegian churches. Yes, you but did. after a period, <laughs> We need to change that yeah. because we cannot be still Norwegian church. Yeah. They, are di- they are dead. Yeah. So I think that after a period, they also need to change. So I think that and I hope that our church also could be a help for people who are in a transition that, mm-hmm. you know, the second and third generation, mm-hmm. they need something different. Mm. That's a huge question we can talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, oh my goodness, yes. But but mm-hmm. I think that, okay, we need to see, every, I want to see that if we could have a church where we are different nationalities together. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's why church plant. And mm-hmm. I think that some church, what church plant do to me and some other is like you are more eager to get to reach new people because yeah. you don't have a system. I mean, you need to invite people if there should be some there. If not, they are not, you don't have a church. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I find that concept like really interesting, exact what you just talked about, like churches needing to be willing to change, willing to like you know be like inviting and not just get like stuck in like kind of one niche. Mm-hmm. We've we've yeah. talked about that before. Mm-hmm. I've thought about it several times since we have, and I find that very very interesting. Thank you for touching on that. And so, kind of on that theme, uh, you know us. We uh, the reason we're asking you about church planting is because we're kind of like on that radar. We kind of think that that's the route to go, and we are interested in planning a church as well. So if you were going to give advice to anybody who uh, is, was seeking to plant a church, um, what, what would be the first things that uh, you would uh, advise us in? Oh, it's oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's a big question. question. It's a big uh, question. Yeah, I think get to, um, yeah, get to know people who are not Christian. Make friendship. Yeah. Make friendship. Mm. Because yeah, we cool. have quite a number of people and number of churches in Norway. We are quite good in in like change uh, chairs like okay mm-hmm. I'm in this church now but now this new church is starting so I joined that new church and uh-huh. I know I don't think we need more of fancy cool church I mean I don't say we don't need it but we, yeah, we wanted to make a fancy cool church yeah. So. Yeah, but, yeah, yes, yeah. but like we need to reach new people yes yeah. and in a Norwegian context it's not like you can I should not say all, but I mean, if you set, set up a fancy show or something, mm-hmm. people are not coming. I think that you should make friendship, invite them to church. I mean, get yeah. get friends that you can share Jesus with mm-hmm. so you can mm-hmm. see new believers coming. Yeah. Well, that's excellent. I, mm-hmm. I, and I... I really appreciate you saying that that because that sounds so fun. Like so for me, um, and we've talked about this before, but uh, I'm very excited and passionate about evangelism, and I know the rest of the team is. We're very committed to evangelical work and gospel work. Uh, but just hearing you say that, like being open to new kinds of people, open to building relationships with people, and so it, it kind of sounds more. Uh, you know, like a family. It sounds yeah. like, you know, we're planting churches, but we're also planting church families. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's awesome. So you have a church family. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? And why don't you, how about you give us just a couple things that we and the people back at home could be praying for mm-hmm. your church about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like, for, for I think church planting has been a process in my own life. Mm. Because... Uh, I I grew up as I said in a Baptist church and I've been pastoring a church and like and in my mind church can be an activity mm-hmm. but for change that uh, it's not an activity something you go to and check out I've been doing this you know yeah. to mm-hmm. 
to be a life like you say Jacob like it's my family mm. uh, we care for each other we are brothers and sisters and for me the people from abroad Ethiopia and Syria they have been like so helpful to me to because their cultures are more family oriented so how they live their life mm -hmm. sharing mm. with each other um, take care of each other be there for each other in bad and good days uh, yeah. has been so helpful for me to see and learn mm. and I think that as Christian and a Norwegian Christian that have been um, so good and helpful for me because I think that sometimes some of the things I'm reading in the Bible that mm -hmm. the, the church yeah. is yeah. Um, so I think for if that's been part of our name the church name is Home Church mm. and it's quite funny because right now we don't have a home oh, uh, wow. in a way that we don't have the church building I'm yeah. using so much time on finding that because we have uh, we really want a um, uh, place downtown Oslo like it could be there for uh, we could serve out from Monday to the whole week not mm -hmm, just yeah. like having service sure, yeah, so uh, we hoped for a building now I get a negative answer yesterday so oh. I'm like oh mm. so if they should pray for something yeah. it's like a place downtown that we could have service but also do ministry have cafe different mm -hmm. things out from and that yeah. also we could share with some of the migrant churches so we could do I think that the beginning will be to have like Sunday school and teach uh, teenager work together mm -hmm. uh, from different nationalities together. So that's our huge prayer. Yeah. No, the other prayer request mm -hmm. is to see people saved. Yeah, uh, because we have quite a number of people in our um, in our church family, mm -hmm. but they are not still a, a part of the real. Family because yeah. they haven't mm. met Jesus yet. Sure, and yeah. they have been. They are in house churches. They are have been taking Alpha course. If you're family over there, they're like. Yeah. But they haven't. The Holy Spirit hasn't convinced them, right? Yeah. Uh, right. Mm -hmm. So that's our. Mm -hmm. sure. So those two things are prayers. So, yeah. and our our uh, home church is like we meet uh, at this time. We meet every second Sunday. The and then no, we have like uh, we have this time we have seven house churches around mm. who meet the other other week mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, they are meeting different days my host church uh, it's on Thursday other are Saturday it's, it depends on the people they are choosing mm -hmm. themselves but it's like the core family and yeah. then you have like we meet on Sundays um, but right now you know it has been so hard to gather people in this pandemic time so mm -hmm. I like oh I look forward that that's over so we can just come together yeah. but then uh, yeah and then we are trying to do diagonal work um, with some kids and, and also with Language Cafe and those things. But we really, really want to develop that. Mm. So for the future, we also plan to to go on holidays and these things with families who don't... Yeah. I say that we are a rich country, but still we have families who are poor. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, the social system are good, but you don't become rich, especially when you're living in Oslo, who is... Mm -hmm. a, expensive city yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they don't have uh, money to go to to uh, to holidays together and so, on. so we are no right now applying for money so we can like and i think out from there we also hope want to make friendship uh, with other mm. people so mm -hmm. so we have many dreams but right now it's like the uh, the two thing is like a building to serve out from and, yeah. and to mm -hmm. see people saved and baptized it should be so fun <laughs> because i think that yeah. what god has called us to well, since we've got i'm sorry to, i'm gonna say i'm sorry to interrupt I'm not that sorry to interrupt <laughs> i'm just acknowledging well, cool. that i have interrupted <laughs> i'm gonna ask if i can put uh i'm going to put bailey and Bent both on the spot right now real quick if that's okay because while we have you and while we've got uh, our family at home and our supporting ministers listening i think it would be if we didn't take the opportunity to ask this question and that is I'm going to ask Bailey to share with you kind of the vision that we think the Lord has given us. And it's always difficult to know how much of that is, is um, our own mm. dreams and our mm. own, you know, small measure of wisdom and how we think things ought to be and how much is coming from the Lord. But I'd like to ask you, Bailey, if you'd share briefly what we think God has for us to do. Mm. And then Benta, if you wouldn't mind, just tell us if you think that that fits into the overall sort of gospel picture here in Oslo. Because mm. I'll, I'll say it for you because you wouldn't say it yourself. Is, is Benta is, uh, 
I think deliberately and amazingly well connected to the people doing evangelism and planting churches and who are interested in seeing people get saved in Oslo. So if there's a single expert who I think can help evaluate the, the way we hope to sort of join the overall Christian mission here, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's you. So is that, a, can I, I'll hand the floor over to Bailey. <laughs> Bailey, you share. Bente, you let us know if, if you think that uh, we're listening to the Lord and we're on the right track. Yeah. Our uh, plan that we have at this point, which like we always say, it's um, completely up for God or Bente yeah. to change our minds. <laughs> um, Everything is on the table. Point. That's right. So, but our plan at this point is, um, it's actually really encouraging to hear kind of your um, strategy in like church planning um, because it sounds pretty similar to our plan. So our plan isn't to show up here as Americans coming to plant a cool American church. Um, our plan in our heart really is to uh, plant a Norwegian church or a the first one would be an international church. Um, and then from there to raise up, find um, pastors that we can send out to go plant Norwegian churches. Because um, I, I think the main thing behind it is we suspect the same kind of thing you were getting at with uh, church planning, that keeping churches as planting and um, churches that are constantly sending their people Mm -hmm. um, keeps us focused on the gospel um, and the evangelistic part of our mission. Um, And I think we suspect that if we were to plant a church and just focus on that one church here in Oslo, then we'd probably do the same thing where eventually um, we and the people in that church get comfortable Mm -hmm. with being in our own little home. Um, So our heart really is to plant a church that plants churches and churches that plant churches Mm. over and over and over. Yeah, and I think that, uh, wow, it's, uh, it's amazing to hear, and I think that... Yeah, I, I think God has different visions for us, you know. But mm-hmm. but uh, f- from my perspective, I think that's <laughs> we are on the same track, you <laughs> yeah. know. Like see, and and some uh, some are into building a big church, mm-hmm. and some are small church, and and I think that God has different visions for us. So I will not speak down and up or like, sure, but I, but I really believe, you know, because I think that. Church should be a family, and then yeah. even you have a big church, it should be a um, smaller group where mm-hmm. you can belong. Yeah. So, so that's, I mean, maybe when you plant churches, it's like, uh, as you say, that, okay, maybe we can look at it, you have, like, sites, and you have mm. a big church. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, the structure is not important, but no, I think yeah. important yeah. is that people get connected to people so that when they get to know Jesus, they get a new family yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who who can... Yeah, they can live their life together with. Uh, so I think that, as you say, and when you are like, we are going to plant new church and new church, you will always be, yeah, you need to be fresh yeah. and yeah. look at how can I, you cannot just like focus on how to build. Right. Uh, but I mean, someone have to focus on that also, how sure, to build this yeah. church, yeah. but yeah. to have those two, both build a church yeah. and every, all time do new thing. I think that's a good thing. So yeah. it will be so interesting to see how we can do that together yeah. in the mm-hmm. future. Well, that's one of the reasons I love spending time with you is, mm. you know, I asked you why church planting and your answer was something like, well, evangelism. We yeah. want to see new people join yeah. the family of mm. God. Yeah. And uh, we have a similar phenomenon, a similar challenge in the United States that you explained where you can sort of pick up your chair and move to another church. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the church you work for is transfer growth. But in the United States, most of the growth happening in churches is people have left other churches mm-hmm. and now they're coming to your church. Mm-hmm. They've moved to town. They fell out with the church they were at. Their kids like the the new church better or whatever. Mm-hmm. And well, that's that's fine. I, I'm, not, I'm not criticizing that in any sense. People go to different churches and serve in different church families for different reasons. Um, however, I think that the focus that God has given us is on evangelism. Mm-hmm. So just kind of, so sort of moving chairs around God's table is a lot less interesting to me. And I, I'll speak for you guys. I think you guys too. I don't have to think we've talked about it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Moving chairs around God's table, which definitely has its place. We're interested in evangelizing people mm-hmm. who need yeah. to know the love and salvation mm-hmm. of Jesus. That's kind of, and it was funny when you were talking about your prayer requests, mm. like though 
to me, like your prayer request could have just been the answer to the first question. Yeah. Who is Benta? Yeah. Yeah. As it was all about church planning, preaching the gospel, <laughs> getting people saved, and finding a home uh, for home church so we can plant more churches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was perfect, and I think uh, you're awesome. I really appreciate you coming here mm-hmm. and speaking into some of our ideas, sharing with us uh, some of these um, you know things that we need to be aware of, giving us advice in certain areas. So I really appreciate it, mm-hmm. and I'm sure the people back in California also yeah, Thank you so really much for taking it. time. That's yeah. excellent. Did you have fun? I have fun, you know, and I, talk, <laughs> I feel I talk too much, you know, no, because no, I no, give my no, no, microphone, no. I use it. But, yeah. but uh, I mean, we are excited that you're here and we are curious about what God has for us together. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. In the city, Oslo is our capital. It's like a big city, but it's not so big. So we are mm-hmm. like, you know, around in the city all together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if you want to learn more about uh, what has God been doing in Oslo and Bence's life and, and the Word First Ministries mm-hmm. team, uh, that's what we're going to be talking about on the podcast and in future episodes so we hope you enjoyed this week and we'll see you again next week god bless thank you so much for listening to word first radio if you like the podcast please like share and subscribe if you want to learn more about word first and how you can support the ministry spiritually and financially check us out at wordfirst.us we hope you've enjoyed this episode of word first radio and we'll see you again next week god bless